Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's episode, I got a really good one for you. Of course, every episode is great, but this one is really good. And we're going to address, well, I will address questions on self-directed IRA and setting up an LLC, investing in a private placement and UBTI and joint investments between retirement plans. So really good episode for you. And uh, let's buckle up and get going. So here it is. Question number one from Victor G of Lansing, Michigan. And Victor wants to know, I have a self-directed IRA and I want to set up an LLC to hold the asset. How can I do that? Another great question, Victor, appreciate. And actually Victor, I believe sent in his question four, five days ago. So I kind of moved this one up to the top, um, talking to uh, my producer, Barry, because I thought this was a really good question. And this is a question that pops up all the time and just wanted to address it. So Victor, I assume, set up a self-directed IRA with IRA Financial, the title of the assets in the name of the IRA, for example, IRA Financial Trust Company for the benefit of the Victor G IRA. And now Victor decides that he wants to have an LLC hold the asset, maybe for limited liability purposes, maybe for privacy. Maybe he doesn't want people to know that the IRA owns the asset, or maybe he just wants a little bit more control over the process. For whatever reason, how do you do it? Well, it's actually simple. So Victor would set up an LLC. Let's say you're buying the real estate in Michigan, set up a Michigan LLC. IRA Financial can help you with this. Then you would essentially quick claim or retitle the asset, whether it's shares of stock, uh, private placement, a note, piece of property. You would change the title from the IRA to the LLC. And what we would do is we would draft the contribution agreement, which would show the asset being contributed to the LLC tax-free based off the partnership tax rules. And we would then draft an operating agreement to show that in return for the asset, the IRA receives 100% of the LLC. And the LLC would be treated as a disregarded entity for tax purposes. So there'd be no federal income tax return since the LLC is only owned by one party, an IRA. And that's it. So essentially, it's just a change in form, really, at the same time. The IRA still indirectly owns 100% of the asset. The only difference is the LLCs in between the IRA and the underlying asset, right? You have the LLC right in the middle, and it serves as limited liability protection, a little more privacy, if if you wish, and uh, provides the IRA owners, manager of the LLC, more control. So we do this all the time, Victor, not very hard. We have all the paperwork. We can do it all for you. Just let us know if you want to do it and we will take care of it for you, Victor. Do not worry. So thank you for that question, Victor. Really good one. Next question. So this is a really good question. This question is from YouTube. And this individual wants to know, I have a solo 401k and a Roth IRA 
can they do a real estate deal together? Another great one. So the situation is this, the individual has a solo 401k, probably with pre-tax funds, and then a self-directed Roth IRA with Roth funds. And probably the reason he or she's in this situation is as of now, Roth IRA funds cannot be rolled into a solo 401k. That could change under the Senate version of the Secure Act 2.0, which is still in the Senate uh, and could get um, passed and signed into law by the president later this year. But as of now, May 2022, uh, a Roth IRA still cannot be rolled into a solo 401k. So what do you do? You basically do a joint venture. Whether you set up an LC that's pro rata owned by the Roth IRA and the solo K, let's say it's 100 grand each, 50-50, or maybe it's 900 grand and 100 grand, 90-10, you have essentially the flexibility to have ownership based off the amount invested. So it would all go pro rata and you should stay with that pro rata formula. Yes, an LLC owned by two or more parties would technically need to file a partnership return form 1065, as well as a state return. Um, could you do it without an LLC? Yeah, you can do a joint venture where title of the property, let's say, is in both retirement accounts names, You know, ABC 401k plan and IRA financial trust for the benefit of Joe Blow's Roth IRA, no problem. Would that joint venture still need to potentially file a partnership? Maybe, maybe not. It's based off the facts and circumstances. Is it just holding the asset? What's actually happen, happening in that real estate deal? But that's something you can talk to us about or talk to an accountant. But essentially, you can do it. Um, it's just IRA and 401k investing simultaneously, whether it's through an LLC or a joint venture. Kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, again, and if you need assistance with this, just let your uh, representative uh, know from IRA Financial, or if you're not a client, um, you know, we'd love to help you out. So um, thank you for that question. Really good one. The third and final question for today's episode is from Lawrence F. of Scarsdale, New York. And Lawrence wants to know if I want to use my self-directed IRA to invest in a private placement, how would I know if there'll be UBTI? So let me tackle this question in two parts. What's a private placement? Private placement's essentially a way to invest in a private venture, private investment. Generally, it's through a Reg A or Reg D. And in most cases, you need to be what's called an accredited investor, where you either have net worth of over a million dollars, excluding primary residence, or if you're joint married file, uh, then $300,000 of joint income for uh, consecutive years. If you satisfy that, then your IRA can invest in a private placement. Very popular investments, again, whether it's a real estate fund, hedge fund, private equity fund, private business, most of them are structured as private placements. This gives the promoter or the actual um, investment fund or underlying business um, less SEC reporting requirements, gives them more um, structure and more clarity in, in terms of setting up the uh, structure and then what needs to actually get reported to the SEC on, a, on an annual basis. So it's quite popular to do either Reg A, Reg A plus or Reg D. And if that's the case, could there be UBIT? Well, so now what, next part of this question is what's unrelated business income tax? And essentially it's a tax imposed on charities like the Red Cross that engage in a business that's not related. So if the Red Cross starts selling t-shirts, 
the income on those t-shirts will likely be subject to UBIT because it's not aligned with their business purpose. IRAs are treated as charities and are 501, but IRAs don't really have an exempt purpose, right? Essentially, it's not a charity. So in these three instances, UBIT can be triggered for a IRA. Use margin by stock, leverage to buy or non-recourse loan. When I say leverage, the loan must be non-recourse because an IRA cannot have a recourse mortgage because the IRA owner cannot personally guarantee the obligation of the IRA. So that's why the loan must be non-recourse. And then thirdly, if the IRA invests in an active trader business through a, a pass-through entity like an LLC, there's an exemption to the UBIT tax for leverage and real estate for 401ks. But since we're talking IRAs here, what happens? So Lawrence, if you invest in a private placement, that is operated as a pass-through business, like an LLC, and there's either leverage or it's an active business, maybe it's a hotel or a restaurant, then if there's net income above a thousand bucks, technically your IRA investment could be subject to UBIT. Now, how would you know this? They would technically have to report it to you on a K-1. Okay, there, there's a code um, where they'd have to identify the amount of the UBIT tax because it would be impossible for you to know. In other ways, if on the K-1 and line one, it shows business income and that's above a thousand bucks, that could let you know that, hey, this is a pass-through entity that has business income that's now allocated to my IRA. I am therefore subject uh, to the UBIT tax. So it's, it's an area that for some reason is not discussed or disclosed in many cases other than in the 75 page subscription document or private placement document, but it, it pops its ugly head. And I've seen it cause lots of problems for investors who are not told upfront about the potential for UBIT, right? They're excited to invest in a startup or this hedge fund, super excited that they can get in and use their IRA. Past performance has been amazing, just incredible. And now a couple of years later, their accountant tells them, hey, you know, your IRA invests in this hedge fund that uses leverage or, you know, this Lawrence, this um, private placement is in a startup hotel that's operated through an LLC and it, it you know, spun off $800,000 of, of income to you last year. Now you're going to pay UBIT tax, which can go as high as 37%. Now the IRA pays the tax, not you, but it's not pretty. And you never want your IRA to pay tax because it's a tax deferred vehicle. It's the whole point of using your IRA to make investments is the income or gains generated by that IRA or allocated to the IRA is not subject to tax, right? You only pay tax down the road when you take a taxable distribution or in the case of a Roth IRA, you may never pay the tax if you're over 59 and a half and the Roth has been open at least five years. So it can turn a really tax advantageous investment into a nightmare scenario. So ask questions. You know, if you, you get a if you get a private placement memorandum or subscription doc, ask the general partner, hey, I'm investing through an IRA or using leverage. Is the underlying business an LLC? If it's a C Corp, you're good, right? That's why 95% of Americans invest their IRAs in mutual funds, ETFs, or stocks. Almost every public company is a C Corp. Think of the C Corp as a big box, right? There's an entity level tax at the corporate level. That's why the UBTI does not apply to corps. There's already a corporate level tax. But LLCs do not, or partnerships do not have an entity level tax. It's a flow through vehicle. The owners pay tax, but 
in this case, the owner is an IRA, it does not pay tax, except if the application of UBTI kicks in, then if there's margin of buy stock, investment in an active trader business through a pass-through entity or use of leverage in that pass-through vehicle, and there's more than $1,000 allocated to the IRA on the K-1, you could be dealing with UBIT. Now, if there's losses in prior years, you can potentially use those losses to absorb the, the uh, net income or gains from the current year, but you know it's something you're, you're going to have to look at. So it's a great question, Lawrence. Uh, the, the key is being um, educated. Hopefully that's why you're, you're listening or you're watching on YouTube. That's what my intent is, my goal of doing these podcasts, other than I, I like doing them actually, is to hopefully help all of you become better self-directed investors so you don't get into the position where you just made a great investment. You thought and then several years later, someone's talking to you about UBIT, and now you have to pay 37% tax on this million-dollar gain that you thought was going to be tax-deferred. So just don't want anyone to ever be in that situation. So that's what I do my do. That's what I do my thing. It's all about just helping everyone make the best tax-efficient investment you can. Hopefully, it's self-directed, so you're the one making the investment. I can't help you with that. I'm just a you know, dumb tax lawyer, but I can help you make efficient tax investments, especially using IRA or 401k and help you navigate and understand all these IRS rules before you actually engage in the transaction. So thank you, Lawrence. Really, really great question. Really appreciate it. That's it. That wraps it up for another episode of Ad Mail. Um, appreciate you guys uh, spending some time with me today. Um, don't forget to uh, subscribe. Uh, also, if you don't mind giving me a good review that will also you know be appreciative and other than that have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, catch me again next week be well take care